bit about what financial well-being means to most New Zealanders and why we say we actually want it. Financial well-being is an interesting concept, right? We've sort of defined it being in charge or in control of your money rather than the, your finances being in control of you. And it really breaks down into two key areas. One is around not borrowing, I guess, or, or taking out um, credit against day-to-day consumables. So, you know, if you need to pay for something, that, you know, like a new pair of shoes, ideally you wouldn't use debt to do that or take out credit to do that. And then the second piece is around uh, making sure that you've got a, a rainy day uh, fund. So having it, a little bit of money squirreled away. Um, and we know that even with $1,000, that, that increases, significantly increases people's sense of financial well-being. And so it's really about that control piece, people feeling in control of their money and how they feel about the future around that. And it's interesting because those are quite simple, well, simple concepts, not always easy to do in practice, right? But they're, they're simple things that can make a big boost to your financial well-being. And what people are saying they want that for is looking after their families, right? Which is quite interesting to me. Yeah, it is really interesting. And I think what we've got to be careful of is when we talk about financial well-being, it's not talking about getting rich. It's not. Um, it's really about, as it said, it's that feeling of am I in control and do I know where my money's going um, and am I have I got enough just to pay for that those extra expenses that crop up every now and again. I've just, uh, the last couple of days, um, there's some building work going on at the house next door. And so I think the builders have dropped a few nails and I've had a flat tire. So I didn't get my tire replaced, right? And so that's a good example of something that you didn't have planned for, but you've got to be off to fix. And otherwise you can't drive a car. So, you know, things like that, that just crop up every now and again, that, um, you know, if you've got a bit of money scrolled away, then uh, then that can, that can help. One of the things... Um, that we've seen of the recent surveys, though, to your point, is around um, people's sense of wealth being really focused around that family um, and and their ability to help make payments to help their families thrive. So the ability to meet their debts um, and their day-to-day obligations around finances so that they can help their family thrive and be successful. And what was interesting of that research is that that was really strong um, in the under-30s category. So those aged under 30 have really um, were actually stronger than some of the um, other groups, other age groups around pulling out that family component. And I think we're starting to see that generally in society. And I think, you know, you hear about um, the, the millennials, all the, you know, the different categories of age groups coming out even even before the millennials are now starting to look at things like purpose around what, what um, organizations they work for. And so I think that purpose is also spilling, spilling over into why am I, what am I doing with my finances, um, and why am I trying to save money? Or you know, um, uh, what do I? What I? What's the purpose of that? And so, uh, it's really cool to see that um, I've linked up that purpose with uh, helping their families thrive. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I think I saw some other other research post COVID that said we'd really all sort of turned inwards a bit after all of this, and obviously lockdown focused us all on the home. But it's that it's dragged out a bit more and really focused on those sort of your local community, your family, your close friends, and that people now are very focused on those more traditional closer values and that that's what they want to look at and protect. And it's the old thing, isn't it? That old saying of wealth is being able to pay for what you need and not worry about it, you know, because yeah. you know, we could all try to be Jeff Bezos, but 
that really that feeling of not worrying is huge for people, isn't it? Correct. And I think it extends just beyond financial concerns, right? Because, you know, if you're if you're struggling to meet your day-to-day commitments financially, then that obviously puts a lot of stress on on yourself health-wise. Um, and it can also spill over onto the family and the communities around you. So, um, you know, financial well-being does have a wider, I guess, a wider um, impact than just your finances. Um, and so so we're really keen to, to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help educate customers and, and, and you know as I said earlier having those two those two key principles around not necessarily borrowing money to, to pay for day-to-day consumables and, and I think there's a really good de- um, delineation there between paying for something or borrowing for something that's perhaps a more of a long-term asset and I use education as a good example of that so if you wanted to go to um, you know chef school and be a, a fantastic cook well that's great because if you borrowed against you know, to, to go to that course, and that's actually increasing, I, hopefully, it's increasing your future earnings capacity. So that's, that's that's good debt, right? Because that's actually creating a better future for you financially. But then, you know, borrowing to pay for day-to-day things like that new pair of shoes that you've just got to have or, um, um, or the, you know, the new e-bike that everyone's driving around, seem to be biking around on these days. That's not, you know, that's, that's potentially something that, um, is often if you're borrowing against it, is often at higher interest rates as well, and so that's that's something to, to watch out for. And then of course that, that having that little bit extra money stored away is is useful. The the thing I would say though is when we're talking about um, financial wellbeing, I, we see it in banking as well that just because you you earn a whole lot more money than others, so if you if you know we see we see customers that you know will, will have a really high salary but are still struggling to meet day-to-day, um, you know, they're, they're living week-to-week, month-to-month, because they're sort of spending to, to how much they're earning as well. So it's not um, it's not a certain sector of society. It's across the board in terms of I think all of us can improve our financial well-being in one aspect or another. Yeah, it is. It's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, sometimes people get annoyed at budgeting advice. And this is why we always say you've got to apply things to your own situation because there are a lot of people who earn a lot of money who you, I mean, you can see articles on it, and it's actually not all that uncommon. Who will say, "Oh, I just don't know how people get by, and and we're living week to week." And um, it's unfortunately lifestyle inflation where they've started to yeah. sell certain things as necessary and have-to-haves when they're yeah. actually nice-to-haves. And actually, if you give up some of that stuff that you think is making you happier, <laughs> um, yeah. it can actually that that feeling of security that comes with not living week to week will actually make you happier. And and to that point, I thought it was interesting where the research came out and said two of the big priorities for people, I mean, what was it? Um, I can't remember the number. I haven't written it down. But it was, I think, 77% of people felt they could do better with their money, which is yeah. the vast majority of us. And within that, most people were saying they wanted to save or invest more. So growing your pot and the next priority was paying off debt and mortgages. So cutting what's holding us back. 